to the Diary of an Apartment Investor podcast with your host, Brian Briscoe. In this podcast, we bring some of the top professionals in the apartment investing field to discuss various aspects of the apartment investing journey with the sole purpose of educating listeners to make wise investment decisions. The Diary of an Apartment Investor podcast is sponsored by Four Oaks Capital, bringing you high yield returns through apartment complex investing. This is journal entry number 65 and part of our multifamily brief series. Today, I'm going to talk about a concept that, you know, quite frankly, I, I stole the verbiage from, from a friend of mine. It's called becoming a viable buyer. I talk to several people every month that are looking to get into their first apartment complex deal or their, their first apartments under contract. Typically, my goal is just to help them take the next steps towards becoming a viable buyer. You know, I really do like that term. You, know, you have to be a viable buyer to make a credible offer. So to help today's make today's point, I'm going to use a single family home analogy. I think a lot of people who are listening to this podcast have purchasing a single family home, or at least they're a little more familiar with a single family home. And there are a lot of parallels between the two. So let's look at a single family home from a realtor's perspective. When a prospective buyer calls a realtor and says, hey, realtor, please help me find a home. The realtor is inevitably going to ask a few questions. First, they're going to want to know, are you pre-approved by a bank for a loan? No matter who you are calling, you know, if you can't give a good answer to that question, the realtor is probably going to say, tell you what, before we start working together, call a bank, you know, get a pre-approval letter. That way we know what our starting point is. Okay. The next question they're inevitably going to ask is about the down payment. Okay. Most loan programs come with maybe 95, 97%, you know, max LTV. So there's going to have to be some out-of-pocket expenses with every loan. And so the realtor is going to ask, where is your down payment coming from? They may be a little more subtle about it, but they are going to ask the question. Why do the realtors ask these questions? And all realtors are going to ask them. Well, it's simple. They get paid on commission and they don't want to waste their time. So if you are not a viable buyer, that realtor is not going to spend a lot of time with you. And it's really the same thing in multifamily, except it's a couple of levels bigger. I mean, you're taking a single family house and the price it takes to purchase a single family house. In a lot of cases, you're adding a zero to the end of it. Now, same thing. Let's look at this from the seller's point of view. Okay, The seller typically wants a quick and smooth transaction for the highest price possible. I think it's safe to say that most sellers would compromise a little bit on price from a stronger buyer. You know, Once again, you ask the question, why? Well, it's simple. A stronger buyer has a higher likelihood of closing. And the last thing most sellers want is to have a, a, a property tied up for 30, 60, or 90 days in some cases with commercial real estate, just for the buyer to end up backing out and then having to start the process all over again. Now let's look at this. You know, that, That's the single family analogy with a little bit of multifamily mixed in. You know, Let's look at this through the apartment investing lens. When talking with prospective buyers, brokers are going to do the best they can to determine how viable the buyer is before spending a lot of time with them. Brokers and sellers both know very well what it takes to close on an apartment complex. So they know what to look for in a prospective buyer. And when you present an offer or an LOI or a letter letter of intent to a broker to pass on to the seller, something they are also going to talk to the seller about is how viable this potential buyer or this group of people, this, this company is in purchasing an apartment. And just like the single family analogy, a seller is more likely to take an offer from a viable buyer, even if it's less than an offer from people who are a little bit of a risk. So 
What does it take to close on an apartment building? Well, really just one thing. I mean, yeah, okay, you, you could twist my arm and make me admit there's more than one, but really it's just one, money. Okay, you have to be able to bring the purchase price plus the closing costs of the loan in the allotted amount of time to the table. And if you can do that, there's a high probability you'll be able to close. When brokers are vetting the prospective buyer, they're going to focus on the money. They're going to want to know what type of loan you're going to bring to the table on this and how you're going to bring the down payment to the closing table. Now, in a different podcast episode, I go into a lot more detail about the loan. So, you know, you can go ahead and review that podcast episode. But in a nutshell, the prospective buying buyers or the group will have to have a net worth greater than or equal to the loan amount, liquidity and cash reserves, usually about 10% of the loan amount and experience with commercial real estate. They'll also have to have confidence in their ability to bring cash to the table at close. Now, if you as an aspiring syndicator don't have the answer to these questions, you may want to work on finding partners that can bring the required capital or finding potential investors who can bring the capital to the table for you. Now, did I have all of this sorted out when I made my first offer? Absolutely not. I didn't. You know, my, my first offer was sent to a broker by email with just a dollar amount. You know, I said, I'll pay 3.1 million for that apartment complex. You know, and the broker's response was priceless. She basically said, thanks for the offer. We're holding out for a higher price. We're going to pass. Frankly, I think she saw right through me. And number one, the number just wasn't anywhere near what we needed to close. But at the time, I really wasn't prepared to bring $3.1 million to the table. And the broker knew it. At the time of the offer, I had listened to hundreds of podcast episodes. I read a few books, you know, bought an analysis tool and watched a bunch of paid content videos. But looking back, making that offer was still a huge positive step forward for me. Why? Well, I analyzed several deals and was stuck in what most people call analysis paralysis. I knew that my $3.1 million offer was a pipe dream. And honestly, I knew it was probably too low to break squelch or to get the broker's attention. I made the offer because I knew I needed to take action. I knew I needed to take that next step. All right. And that first offer followed with a second offer and a third offer and a fourth offer. And, you know, quite frankly, most of those first offers, I still wasn't a viable buyer. But each time I made an offer, I learned something. I learned something different. And each one of those subsequent offers helped me to become a more viable buyer. You know, it was just a process I had to go through. And a lot of people do have to go through. You know, eventually, I found my current partners and together we made a team that was very viable as a buyer. And consequently, we've been able to close on several apartment communities since. Now, is it a coincidence that I didn't find my first deal until after I had teamed up with Eric and Brian? I don't think so. You know, before that, when I was operating by myself, as smart as I was and as good looking as I am and as good as I was with the underwriting, I was still not a viable buyer. And incidentally, I used the first person pronoun in there before I found my first deal. Well, you know, right now it's Four Oaks Capital. At the time, it was three guys who were working together to try to bring one deal on their table. We weren't quite a we at that time yet. So end of the day, for the aspiring investor, before you can make a credible offer, you have to become a viable buyer. And fortunately, this is a team sport. So if you're lacking in a few areas, you can partner with people who complement your abilities and can bring that viability to the table with you. End of the day, before you'll get an offer accepted, 
you'll have to be a viable buyer and you'll have to be able to close. And that's it for today's episode. Stay tuned because Friday we release another episode with uh, my friends Josh Eidingen and Leanne Kona. Going to be an amazing episode. Uh, I really much, very much enjoyed recording it. I think you guys are going to like it too. Uh, like I said, it's being released on Friday. And have a nice day. Thank you for listening to the Diary of Department Investor podcast today, brought to you by Four Oaks Capital. If you'd like to know more about how to invest in apartment buildings or want to be a guest in our show, visit our website at fouroakscapital.com slash podcast or email us directly. If you're still listening, you obviously like the show, so pull out your phone, tap subscribe, and leave us a five-star rating on your favorite podcast app. And we'll see you again next week.